So when I served on BAC, the Broadband Opportunity Council, on behalf of the president or former president, uh, President Obama, um, we looked at connectivity as a national security issue. Uh, connectivity is energy. Uh, uh, it's it's the you know it's 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 equivalent to food, oil, gas. Without internet connectivity, um, you know you're either at the table or on the menu, and and it's really hard to mobilize and survive without uh, uh, um, having that electricity into uh, that 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 information freeway uh, uh, at your disposal. And there are still millions of Americans uh, uh, that um, do not have. What, what what we define as access, and that doesn't necessarily mean they you know they can't uh, get it. It's you know access can mean they can't afford it, as we all know. Our our our, our electric, I'm sorry, our our internet bills can be awfully high. Our cellular bills going to be awfully high. It can mean it's not the proper speed. It can mean just the unaware uh, the 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 lack of awareness for digital literacy. So uh, um, access has an umbrella. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Data Binge Podcast. I am your host, Derek Russell. And in case this is your first episode, the Data Binge Podcast is a collection of conversations with leaders in tech, specifically at Microsoft. Although the conversation is fairly broad, covering topics from how big businesses should be rationalizing the world's biggest business challenges through leveraging the power of their data with technologies such as cloud compute and AI, which I absolutely love all the way to the subjective components of personal leadership. And finally, you'll also find we focus on diversity and inclusion and why this is so incredibly important, not only because of its inherent business advantages, but why the world's smaller voices just need to be supported for projection for all to hear and to have a place at every table. So we talk a lot about that. So let's get started. Today on the podcast, Nate Johannes joins us from Microsoft. Nate is currently a director of business development within the Artificial Intelligence IoT Intelligent Cloud Group, focused specifically on strategic relationships with mobile operators and business development in emerging markets. Nate is just a really, really interesting person, and I think this talk will be very special for a lot of people. Along with his career at Microsoft, you will find that he has been and is still engaged in some really awesome organizations, such as the following but not limited to, a member of the Forbes Business Development Council. He sits on the Young Executive Board at NASDAQ. He's an advisory board member for AI, automation, and robotics. He's an associate member of the Churchill Club. He holds a JD degree, and he's trained and licensed as a human rights lawyer out of the state of New York. And although he's never practiced, he's done everything from clerking for Supreme Court Justice Paula Farletto to being the senior advisor to the chief investment innovation officer for the U.S. Small Business Administration, the SBA. And he's also sat on the White House Broadband Opportunity Council uh, under the former President Barack Obama. And I could probably go on and on, but feel free to listen to the episode to find out more about his experiences. We talk about everything from his learnings from his parents who fled to the United States as political refugees from Eritrea, a country in Eastern Africa on the border of Sudan and Ethiopia, to the realities of connectivity, which he's super passionate about. And he describes it as being equivalent to energy and the work his team is doing in the spaces of AI and AR to solve some of the planet's biggest issues, some topics that we discuss. 
Okay, really great, really great talk. Pretty quick, I caught Nate in Redmond. So this was my first in-person interview on the Data Pinch podcast, and I caught him just before he flew out to the 2019 Mobile World Congress in Spain. So please enjoy this conversation. It's great. And if you are consuming this on iTunes, please rate the show and or leave a comment. It helps me craft future episodes that are valuable to you all. Thank you so much for listening. And now I bring you Nate Johannes. Nate. Good morning. Good to have you here, man. You're a, you're a busy guy. Nice to catch up to you. Well, hey, man, you're a busy man as well. So it's great to catch up with you as well. I'm glad, glad we have a chance to meet in person. That's the most important part. Yeah, this is killer. And we're, right now we're, we're in Redmond, Seattle. And uh, we're here for the BAM conference. Which is which is awesome. You just told me about this last week, so we'll get into that a little bit later. And, and for the folks, BAM is Blacks at Microsoft. Yeah, re- super interesting. Really cool stuff that Microsoft's doing in diversity and inclusion. Um, so, tell us about yourself. Like, what do you do here at Microsoft? And then, if you could go into the serendipitous story of how you got your job here at Microsoft. I think we'd love that. Yeah, well, first, uh, it, it's hard for the people on the camera to, to know physically where we are. We are in Microsoft's headquarters, and actually, this is the building and the home of the HoloLens. Uh, and so uh, the HoloLens is, uh, was created on the third floor. Actually, the building, the floor we're on right now, in a secret room in the corner that takes quite some time to get a, uh, access to. Uh, a long, long vetting process to get into the building, uh, that portion of the building, uh, which is a, a, a phenomenal thing. So I am a director of business development and strategy at Microsoft for artificial intelligence. And so I always tell folks on the East Coast, BD generally means sales. On the West Coast, BD, uh, and I would say the West Coast uh, in technology, BD is strategic partnerships and M&A. But here at Microsoft, within business development, either we have the authority to partner with the company, to buy a company, or... Uh, our, our venture capital team is on our uh, uh, within our division as well. Microsoft Ventures, known as M12 now, where we do write checks into companies and so buy, build, uh, invest. That's 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 what uh, we're chartered to do. Fantastic, fantastic. So, uh, in terms of you know, you, you're I went and 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 was like a locust on your LinkedIn profile, just looking at all the things that you've done. Um, you have a law degree. Uh, you spent some time uh, working with the SBA, managing. Um, a pretty sizable investment or helping to manage a pretty sizable investment. I think it's $25 billion. Um, uh, senior advisor, chief investment innovation officer there. Um, you've worked for the Obama administration. I mean, tell us a little bit about your background. And then I, I got to hear this story. I've been, I've been told by many people that this is a fun story. How did you get here? Well, first, uh, my background is rooted by my kin, uh, you know, my, my family. We are political refugees from East Africa. So we came here, uh, my parents and my siblings came here in 1983 as refugees. And that's really played the platform on my sense of purpose. Uh, and it continues to be. Um, and so I, I would say very similar to uh, my family's course of how they ended up in the United States, which is serendipitous. Uh, as, as refugees, my career has been as well. In fact, someone once said that my career is very similar to uh, the movie Forrest Gump. It's not planned, but I'm always uh, in the right place in the right time. Yeah. Uh, and, that, that, and it kind of helps uh, uh, helps me blossom. But by background, I'm a human rights lawyer. Uh, I'm, I'm, practiced, uh, I'm, I'm licensed to practice uh, in, in the state of New York. But I ended up out of law school doing securities regulation in Washington, D.C., so, so finance, representing the banking industry. Uh, one would argue the, uh, the exact opposite of human rights in terms of uh, 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 mission, although you can bind greater good 
with uh, 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 incorporating, you know, making a valuable asset for yourself. And so uh, it was in Washington as, as, as a regulatory attorney representing the banking industry during the financial crisis. Um, and that uh, converted to an appointment uh, uh, in President Obama's administration where we're investing large pools of capital into investment funds for them to invest on behalf of the United States. Or we're writing direct checks into companies off to advance uh, job, job creation and growth. Uh, again, uh, our, our, our mission at the United States Small Business Administration is to uh, uh, solidify the backbone of the U.S. economy, which are small businesses. Is this kind of like the, the the sizable loan that uh, Obama gave to or the administration gave to Tesla? To yeah. Them, so, is it th- a little that, bit like that? Yeah, that would be so, – so the way that you want, we, I always tell folks is that, that we were the private equity investors uh, on behalf of the United States. Got it. So Congress gives the authority to invest a bunch of cash into other PE funds for them to manage our capital – or to 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 write uh, uh, innovation uh, R and D dollars into companies, and and Tesla was one of the companies that we that that we did invest in before my time, as well as Apple and HP and other companies. And so, uh, you, you're you're on brand in terms of what we did. Got it. Uh, so so I did that on behalf of the president, uh, on behalf of the United States of America. And um, the easiest way to tell somebody why you left a job on your you know, your application, whatever the case may be, is to say the United States Constitution fired me. So we got termed out, uh, which was certainly the most humbling experience uh, I, I think I'll, I'll have for quite some time, um, besides the fact I'm in front of you right now, Derek. Um, but <laughs> uh, in regards to my journey here at Microsoft, uh, uh, it was a, a mix of right place, right time, and being prepared. Um, I so happened to, to, to you know, buy acts and order a ride share. It was not intentional. Uh, uh, as well as the individual who who by accident order rides here, I believe Uber launched Uber Pool that evening, and all the apps were preloaded onto Uber Pool, so so to to get riders to uh, uh, to use that service. And so uh, I just saw cheap a cheaper service, and so I just hit send. I didn't think twice about it. Um, and same with the individual, and the individual that I shared uh, coming from Palo Alto, I was in Southern, Cal- I was in I'm sorry, uh, the South Bay in San Francisco, the Bay Area, and from South Bay all the way to San Francisco, I shared. Uh, um, a Uber pool with a, a very senior HR leader at Microsoft, Anna White. She's a GM of, of HR. And we had a fantastic conversation that, that converted to me uh, joining Microsoft. That that sounds – that's amazing. That's a, just a killer journey. So like, tell me about like a quick snippet of the conversation. Just You, you just started telling her what you – were up to what you had been doing. Yeah, she was yeah, interested. Yeah. How did that bleed? So, I mean, some of the things that you're doing now, you're involved with M and A deals and the tel- telecom side. All these just super interesting AI, robotics, automation. Like, how did that? How did the the work that you were doing before bleed into this new era? Yeah. So first, uh, the the conversation was um, really um, uh, about the gig economy. So 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 we, it, it was first uh, certainly an awkward minute or two in terms of how. How do you interact with somebody in the, in this rideshare? But uh, uh, you know the driver, uh, uh, the 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 Uber driver, was recently laid off. Uh, he worked in a silicon a silicon factory because uh, jobs were going over to uh, to China at the time, um, and so the conversation was about the gig economy. Uh, it was more of a in terms of, uh, I mean, he he was a, a highly involved in our discussion on the notion of Uber and and filling in a gap in employment for him. And the whole notion that, that that we're splitting this ride, and we it was a three way conversation um, that uh, was was founded on intellect and founded on you know like where are we in this digital transformation? 
Um, and then, you know, maybe 10 minutes to before our drop-offs, we, we asked each other what we did. Uh, so it was about 45 minutes of, of just thinking about uh, how innovation and, and, and how technology is, is playing a, a factor on this new era of, of lifestyle and new era of, 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 of making capital, new era of, uh, um, you know, how we're going to interact with each other. Um, and then, she, you know, we, she indicated uh, uh, that she works at Microsoft. I indicated I'm in the Obama administration. And uh, she's, you know, a big fan of the, of the president. Uh, and uh, I'm obviously a big fan of Microsoft. And I, I would say that um, – I respectfully submit that Microsoft was not on my radar of companies to look at after the administration um, because of my naiveness of thinking this is a old, you know, old company. Excel. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. Office, Windows, uh, which are great brands and they're certainly cash cows and, and they, they, they do very well for, for themselves. But, uh, you know, I just didn't have the, that exposure I should have. And so I started reading closely around Satya. And um, you know, I bet I bet on the company. I bet on myself, and and things have certainly worked out. So, fantastic! I love that story. It's uh, it really means a lot for you to share that. Um, I had a similar uh, kind of experience, not minus the Uber and minus running into the GM of in, in HR um, and having an incredible driver, but um, just coming out of business school and looking at the different tech companies. And really looking at the Microsofts of the world and thinking, oh my gosh, you got, you have to be like an absolute genius sure. engineer to work there. And then started consuming some Satya videos, keynotes, and just kind of blew me away about the, the mentality, the mindset there. Yeah. So um, I really appreciate that. Um, so, so you've done some interesting things. You're doing some interesting things now. Um, you sat on the White House Broadband Opportunity Council. Um, and now you're doing a lot of activity around telecom. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us about what's going on in that industry, in the telecom industry, um, and where you where you think some of these big businesses are betting down? Yeah, well, a couple things. Um, so when I served on BAC, the Broadband Opportunity Council, on behalf of the president or former president, uh, President Obama, um, we looked at connectivity as a national security issue. Uh, connectivity is energy. Uh, uh, it, it's, it's the, you know, it's, it's, it's equivalent to food, oil, gas without internet connectivity. Um, you know, you're either at the table or on the menu and, and it's really hard to mobilize and survive without, uh, uh um, having that electricity into, uh, that, 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 that information freeway, uh, uh, at your disposal. And there are still millions of Americans, uh, uh, that, um, do not have, what, what what we define as access, and that doesn't necessarily mean they you know they can't uh, get it. It's you know access can mean they can't afford it, as we all know. Our our our, our electric, I'm sorry, our, our internet bills can be awfully high. Our cellular bills can be awfully high. It can mean it's not the proper speed. It can mean just the unaware uh, the 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 lack of awareness for digital literacy. So uh, um, access has an umbrella, right? And then you can physically folks who do not have it, right? Uh, and so we focused on. Um, promoting uh, 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 and closing the digital divide in this country by making sure folks have uh, the ability to, to 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 have access to internet. It's one of the most basic things, uh, but still there are millions and millions of people in America that do not have it. So now here at Microsoft, where we're working on uh, AI and the most cutting edge things, and we think about what's the transformation on all the product and solutions that we use, that, that we use especially with AI. We talk about autonomous vehicles. We talk about computer vision on cameras and city lights. That all requires strong bandwidth, right? Uh, that all requires 
uh, the reduction of latency. If we just think about it, we have an autonomous vehicle that's using internet connectivity, um, and there is a millisecond uh, uh, gap in, in the connectivity in, in that could cause a life and death situation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, whether uh, it be you know the brakes not going on time or or not knowing the awareness of, of cars around you, and so. Um, you know, when we go, in fact, I'm going to Mobile World Congress on Friday or Saturday in, in less than, I think, about 48 hours. Um, and we're going to see the transformation of telecom companies where they're providing new product and services, whether AR, VR, whether autonomous vehicles, whether they're, uh, uh, you know, using blockchain for certain aspects of, of bill pay. I mean, they're going through a transformation right now as well. So, um, you know, it's it's almost like the two spectrums. When I was working for the president, I was working uh, uh, on trying to get people the most basic connectivity. Mm-hmm. Now working at, at Microsoft, I'm working on use cases that require the most high bandwidth connectivity. Um, and so uh, it's, a, it's a pretty interesting uh, uh, scenario that I'm in. And, and some of the businesses that you guys are working on, possibly acquiring and looking into – are these just a wide spectrum of businesses? Is to your point, is it are these IoT businesses? Are these uh, focused on specific hardware? Is it software? Is it edge compute? Yeah. Um, yes. So, I mean, first, you know, obviously, an acquisition at any of the big companies is very difficult, and, and mm-hmm. where we are seeing are are, are um, some some pretty heavy acquisitions and conversational AI uh, companies. You know, how can we make? Um, conversations with devices seem more human and real um you know when, when you have these these conversations with an alexa or google home like it's uh it, it's it's pretty off balance in the sense that um the command control interaction doesn't reflect how humans interact with each other um and so that that requires a great deal of technology research we i know the company acquired um you know uh, semantic machines a conversational ai company another company lobe um and i know that we're working on strategic partnerships with uh you know we just closed a, a or we're driving to to go to a final agreement uh with a large um you know uh, home electronics remote manufacturer uh to put our conversation conversational ai in you know hundreds of millions of remotes across the world so we're seeing some heavy investments in conversational ai um, I've been recently involved in uh, a rel- relatively large, and I can't talk the specifics, AR project um, where uh, uh, telecom operators are providing signal to large electronic hardware manufacturers on uh, their demand for AR, um, really because the use cases are on 5G. Uh, and so, uh, you know, that's been kind of my world has really been conversational AI as well as computer vision and AR. Fantastic. Um, so you're involved in a lot of these different, so you mentioned, it sounds like you're very passionate about this, this rural broad, broadband initiative that you're, you've been involved in. And a lot of this I'm sure came from, uh, your home country is it Eritrea. That's right. And, uh, it, it's located. Well, we don't have North- a government beyond internet, but well, that's a different conversation. <laughs> so, and, uh, and that's kind of what I wanted to get to as well. So Horn of Africa between Sudan and Ethiopia, um, now, inherently, I've talked to some of my friends who are from Africa, and there's just a tremendous amount of community involved in the culture. Um, how do you think some of the things that involved in your home life are starting to rise to the surface in terms of what you're interested in um, in, th- in the technology world and, and how to empower folks and the things that you're doing from a day-to-day? Yeah, so uh, um, you, the way that I would look at it is that First of all, I, 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 I've been I, I've been super blessed to have a phenomenal a, a phenomenal family. Uh, 
my, my parents are certainly, uh, um, I, I, words can't express their, their impact. I've, I come from a very positive reinforced household, a very stable household. Um, you know, I'm, I'm one of four and, and we're, all the siblings were close and my parents, um, are, are still madly in love. And so, you know, 40 years in. So, um, that has provided a, a big structure, a big platform. Um, because there's, there's some things in life you're just born into. Um, and, and it's, it's best how you're going to position it, right? My parents were born into extreme poverty in East Africa. Um, my father, uh, uh, was a freedom fighter and stepped on landmine at 18 where he lost the majority of his vision. He, uh, 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 led a very successful civil war in Africa at a very young age and, and, uh, you know, came with my mother and my siblings who were born in refugee camps in Sudan, um, and made uh, the best for themselves and, and certainly, uh, what the best for themselves means is investing in their, in their, in their children. Uh, and so, uh, that's really been the platform that, that, uh, that I'm building off of now in regards to, um, how that plays in my professional life. Um, you know, certainly again, going back to my studies as really focusing on international human rights law, I got a fellowship, the Barbara and Thomas school fellow for human rights. Now, although I've never practiced in the quote unquote, uh, well, I have as, as a public servant on behalf of the country, but in the human rights space, I still, uh, uh, I, you know, want to take these roles and these position of power to uh, help others receive access and, and help others, uh, um, you know, uh, really um, understand what's out there. Because I believe inherently that the biggest challenge uh, for people who are not at the table, because remember, I inherently believe that you're at the table or on the menu. You know, mm-hmm, there, there are mm-hmm. decision makers who make the decisions and the rest uh, uh, who are, um, you know, um, you know, complied to what what folks have have made whether lawmakers executive of companies ultra high level of individuals uh militaries i mean whatever the case may be right that's just the structure of 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 how life works um and so what 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 i try to um you know uh, uh what i try to do is really democratize access um allow folks to have knowledge um i would never know i mean i've never taken a job that i knew what the role was i've never mm-hmm. you know when i was in finance um, I, I barely knew what a mutual fund was, and, and I had someone teach me on the job as, as representing the banking industry. When I was in uh, working for President Obama, if someone taught me how private equity worked and we're managing the biggest fund. Now, you know, I'm, I'm uh, working at Microsoft. Uh, a lot of this stuff was innate and knowledge that, that you just kind of craft upon yourself, but then you have to fill in the gap. So um, the key is really, uh, at least for me, was to um, – pass the baton and uh, expose people to the knowledge that I've learned the hard way uh, because someone has passed it down to me, right? Um, you know, uh, obviously run education that provides a, a, a foundation, but, but beyond education, um, you know, certainly it's been um, imperative that people have taught me. Um, I've have had fantastic mentors in my career. I mean, I can't repeat the word fantastic over and over again, um, who've been really been able to, to, to shepherd and, and provide me with insights on on how this how this game works, right? My parents, who are you know incredible, they I mean I I think that if I if you can ask them what I do at Microsoft, they probably think I manage a Microsoft store. I have no yeah, idea, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, like uh, uh, <laughs> they know I do well, and, and they take all the credit for it. Um, but but you know, it's really hard for me to articulate like all the roles that I've done uh, to them because again, they just don't know. It's 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 a it's an access thing. So yeah, sir, well, certainly you come from a really great. 
background, just listening to, to your family story, which is just, uh, it, it's, it's very um, um, mesmerizing to hear, for sure. Um, so I like how you talked about learning and you talked about mentorships and how you really had, you, you're, you're in this, in this um, uh, mode right now, you're trying to give back and you're trying to create these platforms to help people take advantage of some of the things that you've like, come to find in your career. Um, can you talk more about, so we're at this BAM conference um, and you've certainly done a lot, you know, you were part of the Minority Bar Association, um, Black Law Students uh, Association. Um, you're involved with, with Code 2040, which is interesting. It's helping women and minorities uh, have the, the, cap- the capability to, to code. So where are you seeing the world starting to move um, where technology is constantly changing all of the time and we're mm-hmm. constantly having to learn on the fly? Yeah. Are you seeing any patterns for learning and up-leveling and helping People who are, you know, people are graduating from from school every day. They don't know what they're going to do in the next ten years. Technology, who knows what technology is going to be like in the next five years? Sure. So, are you seeing any patterns for how diverse talent at all capacities, all unique, differentiated ways of looking at the world? What do you think some of the things uh, we should be doing to help these folks learn better? Um, and what what do you think they should be doing on their own to learn better? Well, a couple of things. Uh, again, um, you know, there's there is one thing to to obviously to have a major in, in, in college um, and, and and do your studies. Of course, I'm a massive proponent of education. I would continue to get more and more education if I had more money. Right? It's ultra yeah, expensive. Yeah. Um, but uh, but in terms of um, expanding horizons, it's talking to people, asking around. Right. Um, but you know, you got to really do two things. You got to first bet on yourself because confidence is, 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 is the key factor to, to success. I mean, if, if you bet on yourself and, and you, and you maximize yourself, uh, you know, there's no one who's going to tell you no besides yourself. Right. Um, and if you think about the, the most successful founders, uh, uh, in, in our, in, in our lifetime or in history, they've failed multiple times before, uh, they hit that win, right? Warren Buffett didn't become a billionaire until I think, I believe, his fifties. Um, and so, around the fact that um, you know, bet on yourself, and also talk and ask people. You know, if 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 you're curious about a role or a job, um, you know, reach out to folks and have that conversation. Um, it's it, it's it's it sounds basic, but it's a challenge for many. Um, a because. <clears throat> Folks don't have the confidence to, uh, or, or they feel like they've already told themselves no before they even had a shot at something, uh, as well as the fact that, um, you know, um, there is a, a network of folks and it could be tribal, um, that's really hard to break into. Um, and so, you know, working in technology, um, we're living in San Francisco, you know, being in the Bay Area ecosystem, um, it is tribal to a certain group of, of, of demographic and geographic, right? Um, you know, you could pretty much bet on a Caucasian male that went to Stanford, uh, working in a venture fund, right? Um, you know, and so getting into breaking into that, um, will, will be a, a challenge. But again, um, the only challenge would be you giving up on yourself, right? Um, you know, just keep on striving and, and things will hopefully come together. But, 
again, um, you know, uh, at least for me that there's challenges. Some days I'm like, you know, what the heck, you know, like why, like I could do other things and make way more money. Right. I, I, but, but I'm like, well, that's not why you do this. Uh, you do this to have a greater impact and you do this to, uh, to prove something to yourself that you, that anything is possible. So that's great. So I, I do want to time check. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, I do have to jump. Okay. Okay. So one last question. Uh, if you could be any, uh, uh, leading character from a sci-fi movie, who would it be, and why? Any leading character? Well, the, well, the, well, the biggest challenge is I'm I'm too big of a nerd. Well, actually, the exact opposite. I I, I don't watch sci-fi. Uh, you know what? Let me think about this for a second. Huh? I think that. Um, I mean, I, 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 I think the Superman role uh, would, would, would be would be proper. Um, I kind of like that whole notion of a corporate guy during the day and a superhero at nighttime. Maybe I think that's that's myself <laughs> in real life. Uh, um, but 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 I think that the whole notion of of, of you know Clark Kent being this this, this corporate, believe a reporter, yeah, uh, and 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 living uh, his life day to day, and and then he has this 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 this, this whole side to him as as a as a superhero um, kind of reflects, I think what we all are, especially, although uh, I'm, I'm not putting out fires with my eyes and, and, and picking up, uh, you know, three ton rocks and throwing across buildings. I think that certainly uh, my role, uh, at least I try to be a superhero in the sense of being this a corporate guy and, 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 and helping others by providing with access. So I guess I think I'm, I'm a Superman in my own, my own light so thank you for that so and someone's been a superman to me by all means so so we'll we'll go ahead and let you go and in terms of getting a hold of you what's the best way of folks get a hold of you linkedin okay yeah yeah uh, that's how i got a hold of you that's right yeah um yeah. you know uh it, it's it's a great platform and i'm both humbled and flattered to to be in your presence good good thank you very much Nate. Yeah, sure, thank you very much thank you all right bye-bye all right everyone thank you so much for listening today and having some fun with us on the podcast if you enjoyed today's episode, please follow me on LinkedIn or at DRUSS Network, D-R-U-S-S Network on Twitter or Instagram. And you can also reach out to me anytime via email at Derek at TheDataBinge.com. The Data Binge podcast is a personal thought forum where we share knowledge and ideas. Views and opinions expressed here do not reflect those of my employer, Microsoft. I really hope you enjoyed. Thanks a lot.